Welcome to 52 Weeks of Hope. This is where you get to hear how to feel happy, balanced, and worthwhile. How to make that lonely ache vanish and feel empowered, confident, and secure. I'm Lauren Abrams, and I get to help you feel that magic again since going through my own dark night of the soul by chatting with incredible leaders, healers, and change agents who give you their message of hope after overcoming challenges of their own. And today we're talking to family constellations therapist, Maureen Selene. Do you sometimes feel like you have old family stuff holding you back, but you're not even sure how? You're about to find out how that's even possible right now and learn how to redo and fix those negative patterns that you might not even be aware of. Welcome to 52 Weeks of Hope, Maureen. Thank you so much, Lauren. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to get into this. So you're an expert and partnered with Goop Health, Goop Health and Hay House. You help people heal from family wounds and find blocks in their family system. Your clients get to get to the root of their pain and heal themselves. And, and generations before and after them, which I definitely want to talk about the after them. And that all sounds incredible. But I never even heard of family constellations therapy until I started researching you. So first and foremost, I need you to explain that. So family constellations helps you to heal from your family story. Like our entire life is actually influenced, impacted by your own family story or childhood or parents. And when we don't understand where we came from, we might, you know, like repeat the same patterns, behaviors, situations over and over again. So in order, you know, like to finally break free and write your own story, embrace your own destiny, family constellations will help you unblock yourself, unlock yourself, and finally make peace with your family, with your past, with anything, you know, that you were unable to understand at that time. And finally, as an adult, you have the power, it's in your hands to make peace with it. That sounded like the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. But this would be like with your family. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. So how do you even know that that's happening? I guess it's all unconscious or? It's unconscious, first of all. But the best way to know that you are entangled with your family system, it's when, you know, after working on yourself, weeks after weeks, months, years, you are still stuck in the same pattern, you know, like you are still repeating the same situations, the same shitty relationship, or like you cannot still receive. Honestly, 90% of the time, look at your story. Look at your family story because this is where your answers actually are waiting for you. So that's how you know when your family is in between you and your own life. And if not, you can look at your friend and be like, you have complained about the same thing for a decade now, <laughs> or you've dated that same person over and over and over again. I think you've got uh, some family constellation stuff happening there. So how did you get into this? I know you have a psych background anyway, but how did you do a switch or make a jump and get into this? So I was going to become a psychologist back to Paris. This is where I studied psychology. And at the end of my studies, I decided to move to America. And I was in Miami at first. And that's when I got introduced to family constellations. And at that time, yeah, I was getting a divorce uh, with my first husband. And I was not in an easy place. It was very dark. And I could not understand 
why I kept choosing, you know, like the violent ones, the possessive one, like unhealthy relationships. And so my first time doing a family constellation workshop, I was like, wow, I would have never thought about the influence, you know, like on my family story, on my love life. And at that moment, after 30 minutes of work, I was like, wow, I can work with that. It completely makes sense. You know, like finally it felt aligned with where I was at, you know, like in my life and everything. And I guess it was, you know, falling in love with family constellations. And so I started working on myself again, like through family constellations. And after a few months, I was like, okay, I want to do that. I don't want to be a psychologist anymore. I want to do family constellations. So that's how it happened. So that was clearly your path. (laughs) Clearly. To happen into that. Yeah. I mean, I've been for years, I mean, decades now, like manifestation, like that, like I, there's certain things that have been put in my path for decades now, and I've never heard of this. So that was clearly your path. (laughs) So, I mean, that's just so interesting. So you start along this path and I mean, you have to run into plenty of people that have never heard of this. If, if I've been in this world for this long and haven't heard of this, you have to run into people all the time that have never heard of it. All the time. But I have to say, for the past year, two years, it has been more, you know, like on the spotlight. Mm-hmm. Thanks to Goop at first, because on Netflix, there is a Goop documentary. And one of the episodes is all about family constellations, okay. actually. And then there is also the Turkish show on Netflix, Another Self. And it's all about family constellations, too. And, you know, there is this new trend to work on your family system to rewrite your story to finally make peace with your ancestors so slowly but surely family constellations is finally getting you know like the attention that i think it deserves i mean it makes sense and you're right there's a lot of different things i don't know if it's trends or what or it gets more press and uh, maybe being locked up for a couple years people (laughs) taking more of a look at things (laughs) Yeah. yeah Probably. I mean, you're doing all kinds of workshops. You're all over, you know, I mean, in New York. And so who do you treat? I mean, how is it mostly women? Is it men? Is it everyone? Uh, It's everyone, Lauren. Like I work like 70% with women, 30% with men. Again, for since COVID, actually, I've been working more with male clients. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's very interesting. So were you able to break your pattern? I mean, okay, you get out of this dark period and you're introduced to this. You start working with this. How many times have you been married? <laughs> Twice. And I don't care if you're married or not, but it's like, and, and it's all, look, this life is a learning process. It's all a path and it's all uncovering the onion because my daughter had me start White Lotus. Did you ever see it? Did you see it? Yes, I just okay. finished it. So I saw episode five of season one where... She's talking about peeling the onion, you know, dating. And she said, Belinda asks, how was your date? And she said, it was good. She said, but I don't want to go through him seeing all my different layers. I just want to get to this, the center of the onion. I just want him to see all my crazy. And I just, that is my favorite scene ever. That to me was it. So that's like, that's life. (laughs) We peel the onion, you get to the crazy and you move on and work on it. feel your feelings and like that to me that's life 
I love that show, first of all. So I hope you will enjoy it, Lauren. I'm done. I've seen the whole thing now. Anyway, I love that scene. And I think Tanya is right. You know, like when you can fall in love with the ugliness, the shadow of your partner, I think you are good for a lifetime. You know, like it's easy to fall in love with the beauty, with the first few months, the passion. You know, we are sexy, we're flirty, like everything is light. But then, you know, you start digging more and you start learning about that person, you're like, oh, hold on a minute here. That's what, I didn't sign up for this. So I think it's always better to show up as you are in your imperfection. So then, you know, it can give you opportunity to your partner to just know the true you. Yeah. You know, when you really work on yourself and you start dating and you just, you're you, dating can be fun. People are like, oh, you're yourself. And I'm like, well, who else did you expect to be? I've been married a lot. We've been together a long time. It's not like I'm dating, but I was like, but I was always like, well, who did you expect to show up? <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And it's true. So doing the work. So somebody is listening to this and they say, that's me. All right. I got that. What should they do? Cause you can't work with everyone. What are some of the first steps they should do besides buy your book? And I'll have links to your book and all of that. So yes, they can, they can definitely buy my book. I think it's a great way to, to start somewhere. Yeah. Then the question is, you have to identify, you know, like the pattern, the recurring pattern and like, for example, dating emotionally enable men or like having eating disorders or like addictions or hard for you to get pregnant, maybe like we can work on anything. Okay. Your anxiety, work, money. Then what you can do on your own without even buying my book You can just draw your family tree on three generations, I would say, like your generation with your siblings, your parents' generation, and then your grandparents' generation. Does it matter if you knew your grandparents or it doesn't even matter? Just draw. It doesn't matter matter at all. Whatever you know about your family is more than enough to do the work. And you can always ask maybe your parents or one of your uncles or aunts, you know, like maybe they will have more information to give you. But then, you know, you can write down, okay, where my grandmother, where was my grandmother born? In America? In Greece? Oh, okay. She was born in Greece. So my mom is a first generation born in America. And then, you know, like you can just like, you know, like the, the game clue where you have to find clues, you know, who murder, who and everything. That's kind of the same thing here. You are looking for clues, you know, coming from your family system in order to better understand your own life. Where does it match? Oh, yes, my mom had two miscarriages. I had one. Oh, my grandfather was an addict. My father is an addict. My brother is an addict. Oh, here, there is an addiction line. And then, you know, like you can finally see that, first of all, you are part of a systemic dynamic here. Okay. You belong to it. And why you are repeating the same pattern is only a question of belonging. As a human being, we want to belong. We want to be seen, heard, and recognized by your family at first. Mm -hmm. And so whatever it takes, we will do it on a subconscious level, of course, but we want to belong. So if my family has addictions, yes, there is a bigger chance that I'm going to be an addict. If my family is, I don't know, like struggling with money, Yes, I might struggle with money. Or if I make a lot of money, I may self-sabotage myself from making a lot of money. 
And again, it's all about this subconscious loyalty towards our family system. So when you finally sit down, drawing your family tree, you can see actually like everything, you know, is connected and you can start acknowledging that I am part of a bigger thing in my life and I can belong by being healthy, by being abundant. That will be my gift to my family. And that's when things start finally shifting. That's good. So, and so when you see all of that, how do you move on or let go or recognize maybe you don't have a lot of information and maybe it's not, well, I guess it's finance and romance are the two big things always, you know, right? Um, <laughs> trauma yeah. too, trauma. Yeah. It's also yeah. a big thing. But what you can do, it's as simple as it sounds, it's just recognizing what happened in your family. Because the thing is, we are, I'm talking about my generation, born in the 80s. I think we are the first generation doing a deeper work on ourselves, And we want to talk more. We don't want to be afraid of our emotions anymore. Like my mother is a businesswoman, but she was pretty in this new businesswoman, you know, like born in the 60s. Like finally, I want my career. I want my money. And I also want to decide if I want children or not. So us, you know, born in the 80s, 90s, I think we did open that door, that new door of working in ourselves on a spiritual level, well-being level. And the common theme in a family system is we don't talk about what happens. We keep it as a secret. We are not going to tell our children that we had a miscarriage before you. We are not going to talk to our children to we want to get divorced or like mommy is sad, you know, like we, we do not even express our true emotions to our kids because we're afraid that our kids are going to be scared, you know, like in return to our emotions. Well, actually, this is the opposite. The more you communicate with your children, the more you give them permission to be themselves and to explore their emotions, the less they will be scared of it. So then they do not have to try drugs or drink too much or, you know, like, it's so true. And I always say that I didn't grow up. I, I still like Google feelings chart so that I know what my feelings are. So I'm always so impressed that my my kids know their feelings and they speak them. And I'm still on the feelings chart because we didn't grow up with feelings. And so, yeah, it's all very interesting to me. It's very important. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So I'm just like taking this all in. And I, I just think every family dynamic is probably so different. I think everyone should talk feelings. I interviewed a rabbi who's older than me who grew up talking feelings. And I was so impressed. I just think every family is different. But it took me a long time. And I've been doing this a while now. So I get it to actually sit in your feelings. And I've been meditating for so long now that I also... And much more in touch. So what are tools that you teach? Because I know that you also, I saw you have meditations online and you have affirmations also. You, you, it looks like, I wasn't sure if you had breath work, but my, my big tools are, are meditation, journaling, breath work, and affirmations. And it seemed like you had most of those yourself. Well, uh, for my clients, you mean, Lorena, for myself? For yourself. For myself. What do, you, what do you use? And then we'll see what the biggest tools are. 
so what I, I love breath work. I did a lot of breath work work actually um, in 2020 with a COVID situation. It tremendously mm-hmm. helped me to navigate actually the heavy feelings. But what I like doing is connecting with nature. I love walking and sometimes I can meditate while walking, but that's my thing. I also love dancing. I love, you know, like the unity between my mind, body and spirit. I love including the three of them all together. So dancing, cooking, working out, walking in nature, uh, swimming in the ocean because I live in Miami. So I'm very lucky to have a wonderful weather, but also making love with my partner, you know, like having a a beautiful intimacy with my man is also something that I cherish a lot. And I think you can also learn so much. Acupuncture. I love acupuncture. I'm a big fan. Uh, on acupuncture but yeah and I love trying I'm very curious about any new modalities therapies yeah yeah, yeah. so you know I check with myself and I'm like oh, okay I would love to dive deeper into my feminine what could I do you know like a warm massage or like a, a woman's circle like I love you know like yeah, uh, yeah checking on everything that's that's it My seems like you have more women's circles down there in Florida, which is surprising to me. Everyone I know in Florida seems to have more women's circles. We there. do, actually. We yeah. do. We are not only on the about parties, you know, like the yeah. very no, we actually meet at the beach, especially for new moon and full moon. Yeah. Uh, that, that's exactly what I, I have a friend, she's a podcaster, and that's where she does them down there. So uh, it was like, oh. We must so have you know, we're on it. We're on the spiritual vibe. <laughs> yeah. And I think if everyone thinks LA, I'm like, no, I don't really. Well, Colorado and uh, and down in Florida, which the Florida part surprised me. Colorado, not so much. So, oh, Miami, like we have been having much more healers actually coming from LA now. Like, so a few of my friends are here. Like, they also moved to Austin, actually, but uh, everything has changed, I would say, for the past two years. So, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I agree. So what would you tell somebody that, that, OK, they start working on this and now what is the first form of healing you would have them start doing? Honestly, it's not to sell my thing, but mm-hmm. everything starts with your family. Yeah, like it, it's your first, again, yeah. system dynamic, you know, like so if you really want to heal on a deeper level and not only on a surface, you know, because some people also sell, you know, the magic pill, you know, like do a four days training and then you're completely healed. No, that's bullshit. That's crap. Like let's uh, about this. But I think when you start understanding where you came from, you can feel more grounded in your present moment. And then you can decide on your future. And of course you can work with a business coach or a life coach, you know, like, or, do ceremonies or try, you know, ayahuasca, if you would like, like it has become popular. But I think before doing all of those types of modalities, working on your family, on your past, on your childhood, having a relationship with your inner child will be the wise step for me. What's the hardest challenge that you've ever gone through and how did you get through it? Losing my best friend. It happened in 2019. He killed himself. So it was completely unexpected. And uh, it took me a few years to really heal um, from it. So what helped me 
in family constellations, you know, like we practice a lot. I trust your life. I trust you. So it's a respect, you know, like towards each other's destinies. And I think that's what helped me the most to make peace with that. Because I was also sexually abused at the age of 13 years old. And I finally worked on it like in my early 20s. But compared to the pain that I felt when I lost my best friend, it was nothing compared to. Thank you for sharing that. How do you deal with loneliness? I think that's a really hard one. Loneliness. That's a very good question, Lorraine, actually. I think, and I feel lonely, even so yeah. you're right, right. I, I mean, people think, oh, if I'm in a relationship, I won't be lonely. And it's so not, it's not true. Not true at all. Grief is, grief is lonely. Grief is something that yeah. you can be in a grief group. You can be surrounded by, a, grief is a lonely experience anyway, but it's not just that. It's, you can be lonely in a room full of people. Yeah. I completely agree with you, Lauren. And for me, loneliness, it's when my inner child, my little girl needs me more. And I used to push her away, like, hey, come on, sweetie, you know what? Like, let's have a party. Let's call my mom, you know, like, let's distract ourselves, you know, like from the loneliness because I don't want to deal with it. But, you know, it comes back. That's a magic as a human being. It always comes back, you know. The teaching is here. No, I'm not going anywhere. And I finally, and actually, thanks, I guess, to my best friend, I finally made the conscious decision choice to sit with my little girl feeling lonely. And I was like, okay, tell me, tell me what's going on. Tell me the pain, tell me the hurt. And anytime I'm going to feel lonely again, Lauren, the only things that I do is I go to nature again, you know, walking on the beach, but just on my own. And I'm just like, you know what, we're just going to have a walk together and whatever, you know, has to come up, we're just going to take care of it. That's what I do. I always love the hand on the heart and that this belongs and to feel it. We have to feel our feelings or it's going to come out as trauma someplace else anyway. I don't want to end up sick. I'm healthy. I'm always like, I'm healthy. <laughs> yeah. And I know I'm, I know I'm lucky. When you tell people this is what you do, what, what's the most common question you get asked? What is it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. I, it's not just me. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's, but you are not analyzing us right now. No, don't worry. Like I'm off. You know what? Like, I don't know. Anytime you say I'm a psychologist, it's like, so what do you think of me? I'm like, I don't care. You know, I'm like, I'm not working right now. So whatever you want to do, just do it. Like, that's funny. That's really funny. How do you celebrate wins for yourself? Like any kind of victory? I dance. I do the victory dance, Lauren. Yay. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to spoil myself. I love uh, gifting myself, you know, a little things here yeah. and there, crystal. And I also congratulate myself. I'm like, thank you so much. Thank you, my angels. Yeah, grateful, grateful for it. Yay. I love that. Yeah. Do you have a message I hope you want to give? Yes. Whatever you are going through right now, it never lasts. We think it's going to last forever, but that's not true at all. Everything shall pass at some point. So just trust the process. Yay. That's my message. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Oh, I so love that. Is there anything else that I didn't ask that you want to, that you feel like you want to say will be done? You'll be like, oh, Lauren didn't ask me this. I just want to say that if you're interested 
in doing a family constellations. You can do it, of course, in a workshop setting, but there is also private sessions and even remotely. So do not feel scared, you know, that maybe you do not know a facilitator or therapist living in the same town as you, because thanks to Zoom and internet, you know, like we're all connected. So yeah, I think just to share the message here. Yeah. And we are all connected, which I just love. Um, And all the links and everything will of course be in the show notes and on the website and and everything be very easy to get in touch. So thank you so much for being a guest today on 52 Weeks of Hope. Thank you so much, Lauren. Thank you. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and take with you the messages of honesty, groundedness, and an open heart. Such great messages to take into your week ahead. Be sure to tune in next week and learn how to transform to a healthier, happier you. Stephen Washington teaches how you can deal with your fears, any lingering shame or self-loathing that you may still have and move on. He also gives amazing self-care tips that allow you to follow your creative passions to the fullest. He's super interesting. You'll love that episode. That's next week. Be sure to sign up for free Confidence and Clarity Boost sessions that are being offered just for a couple more weeks. Go to the website at 52weeksofhope.com to sign up for those. If you're struggling, these might be for you. If you have that feeling that like, life's passing you by or you see other people doing what it is that you wish you were doing and you have FOMO fear missing out your inner critics going non-stop or you're feeling burnt out these sessions are for you they're just like 15 20 minute sessions if you haven't listened to any of the episodes you can go and listen to those they're very relatable they're just like I said 15 20 minute sessions and you can go to the website at 52weeksofhope.com to sign up for those very limited time for the next couple of weeks. It's all they're being offered. So they're free. Just go ahead and sign up there. 52weeksofhope.com for free clarity and confidence boost sessions. If you're enjoying the podcast, share the love and tell two of your friends. I'm Lauren Abrams. Thanks for listening.